why intro after the movie? You intro after I the movie. I ask you this every time we record. <laughs> I, I intro subtle interference, and Alex says I screw it up every time. Well, because you do. But I don't understand. It's under- very <laughs> endearing. I don't understand how I screw it up. Well, last time you slurred the words. Well, that's because Alex started talking at the same that, time. Don't blame other people for your failings, Bob. No, I but am. was Bob drunk? No, he wasn't. No. He was no. stone cold sober. I don't think I've ever done one of these drunk. No, oh, I've a, done. Oof, oh, I wrote is, that drunk many times. Uh, I almost feel like that's a prerequisite. I mean, it's a little bit of a shame that we haven't done that. You know what we'll do? <laughs> this is what we'll do. Uh, oh, you're listening to After the Movie, by the way. This is Erica, Bob, and we have a special fucking guest today. We have Jack with us. Hello. One of the dozens. You see, people, if you aspire and you try, you can make your dreams come true. <laughs> we should get Uh-oh. drunk while we're watching Batman v Superman Colin Dawn of Justice. Uh, and oh, no. bam! There it is, the finished podcast. Oh, I was worried we wouldn't work it in. Oh, God, that would just be such a time sink. <laughs> well, see, the, here's the thing. Next Saturday. Uh, this Saturday. This no. coming Saturday. It's happening. Um, no. For realsies. We... We don't have anything to do. Oh, God. Which Except is get drunk and watch Batman v Superman. So that sounds Justice. awful. We're going to go to family video. <sighs> We're going to rent a bunch of bad movies. No. The Meg. Oh, yes. See, The Meg at least has a chance of being decent. Skyscraper. We're getting Skyscraper. Oh, come on. It's like, what is, or what, it's reverse... Uh, die Hard at that point? Basically. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, you're trying to get into the tower and stuff to get out. With a fake leg that he is totally going to use to kill it, someone. It, oh, please do. <laughs> right through the eye, something like that. There's no way it doesn't happen. I'll be really just dis- Like, I, that'll ruin the movie for me if it doesn't happen. I know it's PG-13, but a girl can dream. So, folks, this is one of our catch-up oh. episodes, because we, like, stopped going to the movies there for a while. For some reason? Because it sucks going to the movies. Well, you don't like going to the movies. Because I'm an old man. Because you're a cranky old man, yes. Yes. So this is part of our... uh, I think it's just what we're doing now. Like, we go to the movies sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But we got badass television, so now it's just like, let's just rent 4Ks and... Yeah, pretty much. Not deal with the public. As long as the Xbox doesn't just break. Yeah, that was fun. For no reason. That was a fun adventure. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I just lost both my PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. No. What happened? They're both dead. So my PlayStation 4, the the actual drive that my two-year-old, she's absolutely wonderful. The light of my life just freaking ramming the discs in Ah, over and over again. Yeah, that'll do it. Got rid... Or I can't actually get the discs in and out of my PlayStation 4. And then yesterday, Sam, you know, gets on there and uh, tries to put in Robin Hood, you know, for Disney, so the kid could watch it Which on we PlayStation Three. No, no, not, not, not that, that Robin one. Hood. Probably. Oh, not that no, one. the Disney Robin. No, Hood. yeah, we were. We were talking yeah. oh, about okay. that on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, so she or so she tries to put it in, powers up the PlayStation Three. Next thing you know, blank screen. Oh, that fucking. My PS Three is not doing anything. So good or lucky for us, Black Friday's right down the uh, right down the street. Well, that's yeah. good. They yeah. they do have the I saw online. The Spider-Man bundle so, is right there for you. And and that was the discussion was, do we spend $200 on a play, another PlayStation 4 and the uh, Spider-Man, or do we just spend 50 bucks and get a Blu-ray player? Because I don't play my PlayStation anymore. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, if you aren't using it. No. Yeah. And she told me, it's like, well, as soon as another big game comes out, we'll get you another PlayStation 4. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> you could get an Xbox One S. Why? Because it has the 4K Blu-ray player. But I have zero games. Yeah, well, shut up, Jack. And there's there's no <laughs> reason to own an Xbox at this point. They don't Except have any... to have a 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> that is basically the only reason okay. we have the Xbox One. Well, I mean, wasn't that the whole reason to get the 360 back in the day? It was for the HD DVD player? I mean, I got it because of Bioshock, which segues into our well, conversation it was, nicely. It was uh, Halo 2, but... I was never a big Halo person. It was Bioshock and Mass Effect were the reasons I got my 360. So the exact reason I got my 360 was my dad was too prideful to just say sorry and get me something else. He bought me uh, the uh, Half-Life 2, okay, the orange box, whenever it came out for uh, Xbox. And was it 2006, 2007? Yeah, so it was, two th- or it was around that range. So, it was, or so he's like... It's on your list. I got it for you. I'm like, Dad, I I love you. I want the game, but I don't own a system that actually this plays on. And he peels out four $100 bills and says, go buy the one that you do. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, By the way, that's for the family. 
<laughs> sure. For the family. Yes. For the family. Yes. So, we watched The Shape of Water. And never more have I been like, I want a Bioshock movie now, and I want Guillermo del Toro to fucking direct it. <laughs> that intro was just it was gorgeous. Straight from it. I mean, that, I, I turned and <laughs> said, We're watching Bioshock, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. You know, I said it downstairs. It's almost like this, uh, this motherfucker knows how to make a movie. I mean, you know, you attach his name to a movie. I honestly thought that this was going unfortunately for a few minutes there into a tim burton realm mm. where it's a really weird where it's gonna get too weird yeah you know i think fish fucking isn't too weird for you uh, i mean can we talk about how this the academy actually gave this gave best tasteful picture? fish fucking best picture mm-hmm. and, Good! and guillermo got best director well i mean that i mean that makes yeah it, but you know to give the two bigs for this I mean, it's just surprising for what for no, the it's, Academy. No, it's genuinely shocking. <laughs> but the movie is... What I love about a Guillermo del Toro movie is the care and the love that goes into not only the set design, the costumes, no. the li- All of the... Any one of those shots in that movie, I would put up on my wall. Do you know what... Um, I know we're going to jump around a lot because that's just what we do on after and the spoilers movie. And spoilers for yes. a year-old movie. Um, this is kind of why I like doing the year-old movie. Because we can't, it is more yeah. acceptable, acceptable to do yes. what, right. Yes. But anyways, um, the the scene towards the end with Bob uh, gave me real <laughs> uh, Road to Perdition vibes. Ooh, that's such a good movie. Um, and that theater. that was absolutely gorgeous downstairs. I mean, the whole movie was. That, that mm-hmm. scene really jumped out at me. Oh, I mean, in... To or to that fact too, he he carries throughout the film just this entire thought process of how he's going to include mm-hmm. water from start to finish. I mean, even foot or fish hooking Bob at the end was priceless. To oh, me. that was awesome! It was just dead on. So well, one of the things I appreciate that he does is you know everything is purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know, I for a moment and probably like in the middle of the movie. I did feel it was dragging a little bit, but once we got to the end or towards the end more, like it felt like maybe it was dragging, but like I feel so much more attached to these characters at this point. You've really weird, right? The way that works. You're endeared to the character enough that you're gonna let him float along like, a little what, what, bit longer. It's like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like there's a purpose to everything, and everything what? is like thought out. And he's like, and you allow a director to control it from start to finish like that. It's just it, it's well, so and fun. you 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 give a director who can do it yes. that kind of control. You know, so they give people complete control sometimes who have no right to have that. Michael Bay. The Wachowskis. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Michael Bay brings in money. That's why Michael Bay keeps getting. Yeah. I mean, say the movies are garbage, that just flat out. However, those movies make a lot of fucking money. That's why he gets carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. I don't know why they keep doing that with the Wachowskis. I don't either. They should write, and they need a good editor, and then they need somebody else to kind of see the vision through for them. Because mm-hmm. they're good idea people. Mm-hmm. There's some good ideas. Yes. Um, I maintain that. What's that fucking movie? Jupiter Ascending. New. No. There's some good ideas in that too. There are. Um. Nah. Speed Racer. Oh, I, didn't see I that. enjoy Speed oh, Racer. God. It's not good by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I enjoy it. So, so whenever you discuss that sort of scale, I was watching a uh, video on YouTube where a guy actually does a video scale. So 10 being the best, negative 10 being just fun bad. Oh. And that's the thing. It just, you know, if you're the floating around, the, bad. if you're floating around like the zero to one, it's just absolutely just like garbage. But at least if you're at a negative 10. Oh, I like this chart idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need a chart. Well, because we have often tried to pin down what we consider to be fun bad. Yes. Because it differs from person to person. See, yes. me, I enjoy taking you to shitty movies, torturing you, <laughs> and enjoying watching your See, reactions. But, so but that doesn't make that. the movie fun bad. That makes the experience you know what the, Bob? fun for you. You know what the, Bob? 
What? It kind of does. Just a little bit. As an outside observer, it's absolutely amazing. Because <laughs> I get it from both sides. I get, oh, we're going to go watch this absolutely shitty movie. And then I get it from Bob. Oh, my God. I got to go see this absolutely <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to treat Bob to this. I'm like, uh, that's not the text I just got. Yep. <laughs> Jurassic World 2? Come on. Fun bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Fun bed. It's not a good movie. It's garbage. But, Bob, as soon as I read that that little girl was a clone, how do you not? How do you not? How do you not? I'm going to hit my microphone and send shit flying everywhere. I knocked it over myself. That's outstanding. But The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. <laughs> we don't we usually do right. good movies on this podcast. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. No. In fact, I feel like we struggle with good movies I mean, a little bit. You guys but did Thor Ragnarok. That's true. We did do Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It was Black Panther that just evolved into me screaming about yellow straps yes. and uh, Vegeta uh, uh, parallels. Well, and I thought our so Kong episode was really good. The Kong episode is good because there's a lot to talk about in that. Yes. And it was underrated. I felt so. Um, but going back to should, the movie should, should we're we actually like, start the shape of water. Yeah. The shape of water. Shape of water. Uh, well, where would you like to start? Should we just go through the... I mean, we could do characters. We could go through sort of overarching themes. How would you like to tackle the shape of water? Why don't we start with world building? Sure. Um, no, because no. I mean, is there anything... Guillermo does a lot of things really well. Uh, his world building is perfect, just unbelievable. And I know, you know, a lot of it is that he has his aesthetic and, mm-hmm. you know, just depending on the movie he's going for, you have different, maybe different, slightly different styles, but, you know, they're all shot very similarly. And that's a strength mm-hmm. because it just works in every movie. Um, when we said it earlier, he thinks stuff through. There's a reason for everything that's in the frame. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's the set dressing. The, the, the you know, it's setting it in uh, the '60s. Well, having the movie be about marginalized people and having those folks <laughs> around the monster or the asset, excuse me, was really really kind of dry. And it's not like. I didn't find it to be particularly in your face. Maybe a little bit with the diner. Yeah. But it it's kind of like, well, no, you just you're the stupid fucking military dude that just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. What an effective villain. Michael <laughs> Shannon is outstanding. I want to go find him at the bar. <laughs> we should. Say, <laughs> and and that's the thing. Whenever we're watching it, you just see him come in. I mean, just that moment, and you're like, he's the bad guy. You know, oh, he yeah. frames it. You know, the the set. The lighting, the change in tone, everything the just costume. falls in. The costume, mm-hmm. dead on. Everybody else is in lights. He's the only guy in black. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the sorts of things that, you know, what if you've got a guy like uh, Del Toro that has just, you know, shown time after time whenever it comes to his movies. It's almost like going to a Tim Burton movie. I hate, or I always bring that up because Tim Burton has a very distinct style whenever mm-hmm. you see it. Mm-hmm. You know, from the first five frames of video, you can tell that this is a Del Toro movie. The other director who's really like Wes that. Wes Anderson. Yeah. 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 You sit down within, like, it, it, people don't tell you. You could, It's like, oh, Helvetica, oh, we're watching a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can usually tell a Michael Bay film, too. <laughs> We get those sunsets constantly that don't really make any sense in the temporal universe of the movie. Or the groans from Jack, or as he sits down going, why am I here? <laughs> Lots of swirling cameras. Uh, camera up poor Megan Fox's colon, you know. There's uh, many, many. You know, I, I, almost, I almost want to see a Michael Bay Star Trek film. Why would you do that to yourself? You're going to kill Jack, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to drink. I don't want to die, guys. <laughs> it's just awful. Just, just because it's uh. like, what? What's the worst thing he could possibly do? Oh, take on the utopian future of the Star Trek universe, where everyone is. Is uh, it a utopian future anymore? I was under the impression that it's all dark and gritty now. Well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Everything's dark and gritty. I mean, gritty. we got to make everything with what blue or blue shading or green shading. Um, you know, as far really. as I know, gritty is very orange, with big googly eyes. 
Oh, great. We don't deserve kidding. We really don't in this shithouse world that we live in. Yeah. Or the shape of water. Shape of water. <laughs> shape of water. <laughs> Tangents, the podcast. Um, no, I thought the, the th- and that little the thing with the fingers, it's such a weird fucking detail, mm-hmm. but it's perfect. You did turn away for that one scene. Because I don't need to see that, Bob. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, I mean, I'm that's, sure it was that's like... That's the sort of detail you need in these types of movies. Fucked up as hell, but... Well, I did... I did. What I liked about that scene was how you're sitting... It's now, which one? When he's in the car? When he's in or, the car. Okay. It subverts your expectations because you're sitting there thinking, okay, he's finally snapped. He's going to take the fingers off. Mm-hmm. But no, no. It's so much grosser. He sits there and he just squeezes it and yeah. pus comes out. Yeah. It, was it was amazing. So much worse than he could. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Or that's one going back to one of the themes throughout this movie that you see. It's he, there's a lot of focus on hands here. Mm-hmm. Various or almost every scene sets up around somebody's hands, whether it's painting, whether it's you know, well, masturbating in several of the scenes. You know, I, I mean, would like to throw out a massive thank you for showing a chick jerking off in a fucking bathtub multiple times. Yeah, I was going to say not once, but at least twice. I appreciated that because that's not something you get to see in movies very often. <laughs> I'm very afraid of the female orgasm. It was it was impressive that it was within like the first Love it. three minutes. Throw it out there for you. And the best part was she said to an egg timer. She knows what <laughs> she's that's doing. Great. She has a routine. <laughs> yeah. but no the the like there's other the focus on the other senses you know she can't talk so she's you know she is very uh uh communicative with her hands and the touching and that kind of heightening the other senses and again it's almost like it's thought out it's weird it's a weird thing yeah, but the worst part about it, the whole thing for me is focusing on all of these sensory things. And whenever you have a half full bladder and ev- or the entire back half of the movie is filled with water. We could have it for you, Jack. I know, but just at that point, you got to put the big point pants on and, you know, just wish <laughs> you, you just wish you were brought depends. Instead. What, what age? How long ago did they invent the pause button, do you think? I think immediately after they invented the VCR. Yeah, so it had to, but it was still, <laughs> <laughs> it was still. It's like, it, it's, it sets the scene. If you're going to watch this, please make sure you haven't drank a lot of water before you go sit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. There was a lot of water oh, in this movie. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, it's shape of water. Shape of water. Shape of water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, like even the supporting cast, I thought Octavia Spencer was outstanding. Mm-hmm. She's great in everything that she's in. I really dug the uh, Soviet guy. Bob? Yes, yeah. Bob. Dimitri? <laughs> Bob. I liked how it kind of, it subverted your expectations with him, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's going to be this creepy fucking asshole. But that's like, no, he's actually kind of helpful. And he wants to learn. He doesn't want to just like destroy what he doesn't understand. And... It's it's nice to have that nuance mm-hmm. where in other in, in another director's hands or another writer's hands I think it would be a little bit more or they're risky so they're just they're just bad or he would have like helped them but he would have been a real creep right mm-hmm. like a real creepy asshole about it yeah. exactly a little sad he didn't stab anybody in the face with a cake knife oh, uh, I was yeah. I was hoping that was coming I was waiting I for know, it I'm like, like all right in the eye let's do it right in the eye um. But tense, great tense scene. It's it's again. You're watching like a master at work. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, bah, 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 bah. And then uh, uh, the neighbor, her uh, uh, elderly gay neighbor. I thought he was outstanding as well. Mm-hmm. Well closeted for her for parts of it, but you know, just uh, sometimes I think it went a little heavy. A little bit. I think the scene in yeah, the diner, the diner was with r- the racism, and then like immediately after, it was like, no, we got it. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. we got it. We got it. We didn't need that too, but okay, sure. It is the '60s. Gotcha. Yeah, I felt like he, he probably could have gone a different route to get there with him, mm-hmm. but did what he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did like the pies in the fridge, though. I thought that was adorable. <laughs> We're not throwing them out. <laughs> we'll save them for later. 
Um, what did you guys think? Uh, we'll just jump all the fuck around here. What did you think of the uh, musical dance sequence? Because that brought me great joy. For me, it was way out of left field. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what am I watching now? Where's this going? <laughs> so that was where I was. I really dug it. Um, the the you know imagining of your your life in a different way i like the transition yeah it uh and i've it reminded me a lot of when uh uh, mako falls or starts chasing the rabbit in Mm -hmm. uh pacific rim where they use those kind of stage techniques yeah to like black out everything else and then it just kind of focuses on her Mm -hmm. i i really enjoyed and then the transition from color to black and white to kind of mirror like all the musicals and shit that she's been watching with the neighbor. And it just reinforces that they need to release the shiny and chrome edition in 4k. Yes, please. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I do need to watch that with the proper surround sound. I have not done that yet. Oh yeah. We need to do that. Yeah. The shape of water. Shape of water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, I like that it kind of tied back to them watching that stuff and you'd see her kind of like kind of dancing to herself and, you know, kind of using that throughout the movie and then kind of having that be another way that she's, you know, not necessarily communicating with him, but like fantasizing about communicating with him. Mm -hmm. I appreciated it. I enjoyed it. That goes back to the whole setup, you know, from scene one where they start off with the uh, scars on her neck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I thought that there was going to be another twist because, of course, the uh, the powers that this asset will stick with that uh, comes forth with being able to heal or enhance other people. You know, I immediately imagined, oh, well, she's going to talk in the next scene. Right. No, that doesn't happen. I appreciate that they never made her talk. Me too, you know, and but then being able to take something that was considered her damage uh, from the beginning of the movie and beyond that, and turn that into what the ending was, just I thought that was masterful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I liked the voiceover at the end where it's like we don't really know what happened. It's entirely possible that you know it's 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 kind of like the top at the end of Inception. It's just. This is what I like to think happened. Maybe it isn't, but that's how I like to imagine it. Mm-hmm. And the poem made me get a little teary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, thinking about Guillermo, you you can't help but think about Pan's Labyrinth oh, I love that. and the end of that movie. And grim. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I almost was like. Where? How is he gonna do this? Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he, you, you really don't know how he's gonna go. Now, if you watch Pan's Labyrinth and you really think about it, that ending makes complete sense with everything he'd done in the movie. So, and I think it does here too. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. you start the movie in that kind of dreamlike under the water that sequence where and she's floating in the water and it all kind of. Which is absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. comes to and settles, and it, it has that sort of fairy tale esque vibe to it mm-hmm. that he does really, really well. If you look at, I think I haven't seen Crimson Peak, but I think and or Chronos, uh, I think is one of his early ones. If you look at most of his his movies, they do have that sort of folklorishness, fairy taleness to them, ish a mm-hmm. bit, and I think he does that very masterfully. Agreed. We definitely didn't take a break. No, there wasn't a break there. What are you talking about? No that, breaks. That is no. seamless audio, Robert. <laughs> it was a very long break. <laughs> it was. It was a long break. We were talking about movie length. We were talking about DC bullshit. I was as quick as I could be. We were talking about our man Idris. Yeah. Idris Elba needs to be in everything. All of the roles. Well, yeah. yeah. Of course. But one thing we did want to save for the podcast was, I think it goes along with the world building, just the sets and the little oh, worlds yeah. that they they kind of create within them. And this sort of... Well, what I think is interesting about uh, Guillermo is the sets feel like sets, but I don't care. 
because they're so good. Hmm. You know, these don't look like real places. You know, to a little bit, but... I they, mean, they, suburbia looks like suburbia. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's there's stylistic stuff in there, right? Right. Like, uh, just having it above the theater. I mean, yeah. very sort of in the size of it. She had a pretty big apartment, I thought. Mm-hmm. Massive um, apartment. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Baltimore. <laughs> no one wants I to. did like Michael Shannon's thing <laughs> in Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> I love that he had a family. I love that he had the perfect 50 or 50, 60s, 60s, you know, blonde wife, two kids that love him, and he's just this fucking monster. I was waiting for there to be like the, the, the three quarter kid, like somewhere <laughs> off to the side. Maggie, probably. Yeah. Well, you got that. He, or I was, or at one point, I was expecting to backhand his kid just because. Right? Of the because 60s. it's like, well, he's the yeah. bad guy, but yeah. no, we don't do no. that. I Treat his family perfectly. Well, it's this microcosm of like he is the epitome of that toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, and it's it's portrayed beautifully. Yeah, that's right. It's on my shirt. Toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Bob always does. <laughs> I love this shirt. It's what, great. Was, what was sad was that is exactly what went through my mind whenever he's riding around in his Cadillac and you've got this group of people coming by with the big thumbs like up. Waving, right, you know, exactly. Nice car. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I have to get this because that's what I do. Well, that sales pitch was great. Oh, was. man, that was What did he say, like nine out on. of ten successful? Uh, four out of five successful uh, men drive, drive this Cadillacs. Car. And he's like, well, <laughs> I am a successful man. It's not green. It's teal. <laughs> And the little detail of him not holding his dick when he pees. <laughs> so fucking weird, but I loved it. And the explanation around it was even better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you could tell the type of man he is by whether he washes his hands before or after. <laughs> it's like, it's a comp. It's like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm going to wash my hands before and I'm not going to get them dirty. Because mm-hmm. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spotless man. <laughs> Everything else around him is dirty. He is not. Well, and it's great because it, you, you kind of follow the rot within him oh, yeah. as his fingers start to go. Like, he's fucking weird and horrific. Mm-hmm. Like, right from jump. But it, it's uh, you don't get it yet, right? There's the cattle prod in the bathroom with the blood, which was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. But then after that, you get the fingers getting ripped off. And then it's like, oh, and then the slowly starts to there were some really good blood splatters in this oh yeah and you know not excessive but like well and it was really really red yeah like when he was uh dying in the waterway at the end of the movie if you looked underneath him the red that was just kind of spreading out it's like stunningly beautiful that hdr baby god damn it right uh, but the blood on the sink at the beginning, when it's kind of like mm-hmm. like oh. dripping down, like well, that was... helps with the white marble. Oh yeah, you know, just make it pop. But that's just like such a brilliant gorgeous. decision, oh, yeah. though. You know, like no, we need white. It has to be white because mm-hmm. that's how it's gonna. I also enjoyed her telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> that was great. Sign language is beautiful. <laughs> what is she saying to me? Well, and that like she's saying thank you. <laughs> she is less than. I can take advantage of her with the hitting on her when he like. Because he likes quiet chicks, which mm-hmm. also terrifying when he's bleeding all over his wife when he's fucking her. Um, I love that they had that in there. Uh, I, that I, that just linked in my head. That that just linked. Thank you. Okay. Now I feel disturbed. I would say, oh no, it's <laughs> fucked up as shit. But it's perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, like you think that you have all this power over me. Fuck you, dude. Well, it was a thing in my head. I'm like, wow, he. He's really messed up. That's a weird kink for me. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, okay. Uh, and now he just brought full circle. That's awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, and showing that it's like these these marginalized people do have power. Mm-hmm. You know? It, not a lot. It's not much. But they can't still move forward and achieve what they want to achieve. Well, I think... I you know one uh, kind of like a, a minor theme of this is like that 
even people who have no power can still fuck your shit up. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, people in power operate under like this realm of people are going to do what we say because they're afraid of what we'll do. But it only takes a couple people to get together to really well and destroy the your great, day. The great sort of like little bit of that at first was when they moved the camera up for their smoke break. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That was outstanding. It's like, that's no, fine. We moved the camera. And just <laughs> laying that out there in the beginning and her being like, oh, we moved the camera. Outstanding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Into it. I did enjoy that there was a really easy access passage behind the super secret <laughs> vault. <laughs> Right to the, uh, the right dock, to right? The dock. Straight to the dock. You know what, Bob? You just sometimes you just you just need yeah, you just need it there exactly. But when, how many times have we said like when it's entertaining? Oh, but it's a good movie. Yeah. You don't I don't care. care. Oh, yeah. Right? I could give a shit. Whatever works for me. Oh, but y- you want to talk about just the setup though? Is that are all of the cats wandering around early on? And then all of a sudden, you've got this monstrous creature wandering around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he got free, you, we looked at each other. He's, he's going to eat that fucking that cat. He's eating that fucking cat. It's going to be great. <laughs> 30 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cat doesn't have a head anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, poor Pandora. <laughs> oh, but even the uh, the neighbor's flat with like... The drafting desk and like, yeah, it just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Well, and the, this, the yeah. paintings they had him do, those were awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just to get that time period and. Well, and showing that, because they, they mentioned that he had been drinking, right, at work. They're like, are you drinking still? I think yeah. it's pretty clear that he probably got fired because he was gay or the alcohol or some combination of both. But it's like this man clearly has talent, like a lot of talent, and they're just kind of fucking him around and, you know, stringing him along. And it's like, yeah, this is never going to happen for you, dude. Just, it's never going to be a good time. Right. Oh, and, and that even goes, or even the fun part to me, though, was noticing he, or he's doing this progression through the movie of this guy's art and how it continues to evolve through all of it. And then what was it, his, uh, or, uh, Michael Shannon's wife comes up with the green jello. Oh, I loved that. That was yeah. amazing. It goes from being red throughout, and all of a sudden the green jello pops up. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's like as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> but it's little shit like yeah. that that makes his movies so great. Like, if, if you go back, and we do constantly mm-hmm. because it's like all that I've been thinking about lately, in Pacific Rim, like the lab where uh, uh, Geisler and Gottlieb work, mm-hmm. all the little just like yeah. details in there. It's like there's a whole universe that he has created that we're like, these characters have backstories and like, you know, futures that we're never going to be able to get to see because mm-hmm. he has it all written down and it informs the characters. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Yeah, and if you watch the extras around that, I mean, I watched all of the extras around the Pacific Rim stuff and it's just it, to realize the amount of time effort you know the mentality he had I mean even slow sh- or it took him like seven weeks to shoot just one punch in one of the kaiju battles those sorts of things that go into it I mean just the choices that he made like the name of the or in the shape of water it's the the or Orpheum is the uh, the name of the theater down below and it's like okay well if you're not into Greek mythology, you know, knowing that Orpheus is one of, or what was it, uh, one of the demigods, I believe, around uh, music, he's known for his. He's the one that went into hell to bring out uh, and to play his his dead wife back, yeah. and then he turned around right at the last moment. Yeah. Uh, or it's like I just remember it being an out, or all about the music around it, and knowing or where the music and the tone was going. And to see how important it was, and even early on with the creature, those sorts of things. You know, she uses music to communicate with the creature early on. You know, those sorts of things just continue to build. And the choices, you see them start up. And it's, for me, it's like watching a, a one of my favorite <laughs> directors, Edgar Wright. He has the Chekhov's gun and he starts it early. 
you know, and then pulls the trigger on every single setup. You know, you got a little red on you. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, you don't get the reference. Really? Oh. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. He got I, there. Yeah. We got, got there got eventually. It. Yeah, I did. I did. <sighs> Roberts. Hey. I know it's a Monday night. It's been a while since I watched Shaun of the Dead, okay? <clears throat> That's not an excuse. <laughs> and you had to know at some point I was going to bring up Edgar Wright. Well, I mean, I it is a movie yeah, podcast, so, so, yeah. so yes, well, it, it was eventually going to happen. And I did just read an article about how Edgar Wright and Del Toro were two of them that are fighting for one of the uh, or one of these old school uh, video or was it an old school movie channel that just shows a bunch of you know classics. Oh, Filmstruck. Films. That's it. Oh, they're both trying to buy it. No, they were or they were shutting it down. You know, and they're lobbying for it. Yeah, oh, they're I gotcha. lobbying for I gotcha. it. And the two names. It was right before I came over here. But I was Which makes that. perfect sense because if you look at an Edgar Wright movie or a Del Toro movie, it's the it, the influences are all just right there on oh, yeah. sleep, especially with Del Toro. I mean, you look at this. You look at Pacific Rim. It's mm-hmm. all these love letters to the stuff that he he grew up loving. And that's why the movies are so good, because there's a passion behind there. And that's why the fucking sequels are not so great. <laughs> True love should have won the day, Bob. It's disgusting that it didn't. <coughs> have some courage, Hollywood. Jesus. <laughs> Moving on. Well, but no, I think if there's a love and a passion there, it really... It just it, it plays out on the screen. You know, and it, it just makes for a much richer movie-going experience, even if you don't have a frame Here's of reference. Here's a really good example of this, going in a very different direction. Let's veer. Deadpool. So you've got a group of people who are very passionate about what they're doing, particularly Ryan Reynolds, and it shows on screen mm-hmm. the whole way through. Passionate to the point in the second movie where they wanted to give them the big budget, and he was like, no, we don't want that. Because you'll lose some of what we had before, and that's, yeah, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then he held every joke two seconds too long. Sorry. It's okay. Agree to disagree. Yeah, as you say. <laughs> they had a sequence set to Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. That well, movie will, yeah, it is I God mean, tier. <laughs> okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay, whenever it comes to enjoying the movie, I thoroughly did. I love the setups, but it was just it felt like to me every joke was like two seconds too long. We made this joke before. Hold on one more breath. Fair criticism. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other uh, agree to disagree. That's okay. our uh, movie discussion. Podcast. Oh, okay. Another yeah, one. we should have that. Oh yeah, all of the podcasts. <laughs> We are living in a society. What are we even doing? <laughs> All coming to Team Puma Knife soon. Someday. <laughs> um, we really haven't talked about her. Uh, uh, what was the character? Eliza. Yeah. Eliza, Eliza Esposito. <laughs> I love the fact that we had a nonverbal character as the main character of this movie. It, it adds a whole different dimension mm-hmm. you know, because that's everybody's used to just being spoken to or having that external dialogue. You have to act through that. And that just shows the ability of her. What I loved the sequence where she's trying to explain to the neighbor, no, this is why we have to do this. And she's like, don't just like look at what I'm signing because it's easy for you to just shove off and ignore. Say out loud because I know that that has more meaning. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Just the way they incorporated the 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 signing in, especially when she told Michael Shannon to go fuck himself. It just like, yeah, yeah. Especially, and I we talked about that already, but um, yeah, I dug it. I dug the hell out of it. Well, and that's the thing. It, like you've been saying multiple times on this so far, it's just it, it's another subclass, I guess, of, of people that don't really get represented in movies very often for that Mm -hmm. you know so you know we're 
we're seeing a lot of the conversation towards LGBT. LGBTQ plus. Yeah, see, there's so many letters I've got to remember now, and I'm terrible at it, so I'll be the first to admit it. But going through that and trying, that's all that matters. Oh, and that's the thing. There's so many marginalized groups out there that, you know, you don't think about, you know, she's a Caucasian female. Now she can't speak, and nobody thought about that portion, you know. So that was one of them that I enjoyed just seeing that, you know, seeing somebody come up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing is to try and take a minute and look at the point of someone else's point it's of empathy. view. Absolutely. It's empathy. You know? right. And uh, I'm sure there were plenty of, you know, right wing zanies that had plenty to say poor, negative about I'm going to tell movie. you right now the right wing, they were like, oh, that's the fish fucker movie. I'm not watching that movie. Yeah, yeah, they probably yeah. made up stuff about so it. So then they ended up watching it. it and were like, this is magical. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. It has all of the uh, or all the Bible quotes in it, right? That's true. I mean, the entire thing was Bible quote after Bible quote. From know. Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also like that her, uh, her disability wasn't something to be overcame. No. And it wasn't something that, like... I liked seeing that, like, uh, Octavia Spencer's character was just like, no, yeah, I know what she's saying. I know sign language. It's cool. We're down. We're able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Her neighbor, she was able to communicate with her neighbor. It wasn't like she was, you know, she's marginalized, but she's not ostracized because mm-hmm. she's with mm-hmm. those other sort of marginalized people and they've accommodated her. And it's not, oh, poor Eliza in any way. It's just, oh, no, it's, it's my buddy Eliza that lives across the hall and brings mm-hmm. me sandwiches and watches... Uh, Watches musicals with me. And eats eggs every day. I can do that. <laughs> eat a little barfy. Every day. It's like bananas. Yeah. I can't eat bananas every day. Mm-hmm. Can't eat anything every day. I know exactly what's going through your head right now, and that's terrifying. <laughs> 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 Vienna beef hot dogs. Steamed. Warm bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are still dieting, so we're still being a little about the foods. Yeah, except last night. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's wings. We didn't have that much. Um, was there anything that rang false that you didn't really get into at all? I know, Bob, you said you felt it dragged a little bit. Uh, we talked about it yeah. a little bit when you were upstairs. I didn't feel that at all. Uh, yeah, I felt just a little bit in the middle of the movie. Um I just felt like it really slowed down a little too much. Like where, if you don't mind my asking? Um, I think right. It was. It was pretty much the, the stretch between, when they got him back to the apartment, and until, uh, you hit the the forty eight hour mark. When th- when you started getting that falling action. Mm. Um, I th- I just thought that stretch might you might have been able to tighten it up a little bit. Um, so you didn't want the fish fucking in there. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I just thought it could be a little, little tighter. I mean, it's not a big complaint, certainly. But yeah, it just felt a little slow. See, I don't. Know, I completely disagree. I think everything. In that, you you kind of needed, and just the visual of I, I like the kind of parallel of her being in the bathroom and going through her normal routine at the beginning of the movie and panning down to the empty theater, to her flooding the bathroom, and then that flooding down and people getting freaked out about that, and it, it was just cool the way it kind of mirrored itself. And the release. Yes, that was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strong door. That's what I was thinking too. Like, holy crap! I like the visual of all the uh, before he opened it, just like the water streaming out of mm-hmm. there. It yeah, it, it's weird again. Weird. Like he knows how to make a fucking movie. 
<laughs> Bizarre. I mean, and that's the thing. That's par- probably the part that, you know, I always get floored on. We, I've listened to your guys' podcast many times, Yay. and it seems like every time it's like, okay, well, this is the flaw in the movie, and that's what drove me nuts. You know, in this movie, it's a lot harder to poke holes in, and I think that's mm-hmm. the part that, for me, whenever it came down to it, it, to hear the academy recognize it you know i had to watch this movie oh know. for sure well and it's it's him right because yeah. it's like i i know this is the case for you here pacific rim is like god tier like the hellboy movies mm-hmm. are amazing they're fucking glorious uh pan's labyrinth like shut the fuck up like the man he just he has that aesthetic he knows how to make a fucking movie and he knows how to make an entertaining movie that might challenge you a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You should be a little challenged by the media that you watch. Well, and think about, you know, his breadth of work. Um, you know, they're just the five movies, probably the five big ones that I'm thinking of. Pants, the two Hellboys, Pacific Rim, and this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Crimson that- Peak was in there somewhere. I never saw Crimson Peak. I didn't either, but we should. Um, so if you just think about those five, like, you know, Pacific Rim's your big popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more of a thinker's movie. Pan's Labyrinth is definitely more of a thinker's <laughs> movie. So it's it's cool to see, like, a spectrum and that he can kind of do what he wants to do when he puts his mind to it. Oh, and that's He directed thing. Mimic? Did he? Seriously? He directed Mimic. That's outstanding. Wow. Kronos, Mimic, The Devil's Backbone, which I also have never seen. Blade 2, which is solid. Is that Triple H? No, that's Blade Trinity, yeah. oh. which I maintain is a fun, bad movie. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is in that piece, too. So is Jessica Biel. So is Patton Oswalt. <laughs> and Wesley Snipes is just sleeping through the whole oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak, and The Shape of Water. I feel like we're verbally flating him quite a bit on this one, but it's just, it's tough not to get around that at this point, because it's outstanding. I haven't seen a movie of his that I was like, oh. I haven't been disappointed by a movie of his. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all or we can still go back and make fun of certain parts of the movie, but th- this part or this movie was tough for me to pick anything that I went, you know what? This really didn't, didn't work, work for me. <laughs> well, and that's you know. the thing. We've said it a thousand times. I think we said it earlier. Yeah. It's if the movie engages us and it grabs us. Yeah. It's hard to the little dumb niddly plot like bullshit. I don't care. Yeah. I genuinely do not care. Mm-hmm. The door, the the easy door to the right. back. Like fine, that works fine for me. Don't care. If this was a bad movie, I'd be screaming. Oh, about we'd be it. ranting about it for like the a fucking half hour. door. The fucking door. <laughs> oh, I love that they used his like artistic skills to mm-hmm. like forge stuff, but then it didn't quite work. <laughs> well, and er, everything was used. You know, I mean, even the needle that was supposed to end the or the asset's life, you know, was used. Not in the way we expected. It actually prolonged his life. But it's that setup, like you said. It's yeah. the, everything that is in the movie, it's in there for a reason. Yeah. Even the fucking egg timer and the yep. boiling eggs. It's mm-hmm. all there for something. There's no, nothing is wasted. It's all used. Yes, dear. By my estimation, it was at least 10 special operatives. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better because the timing the way he had or he had that uh, shot set with the girl standing behind him staring at him trying to figure out how they're going to get away with this it's just well that's the thing he's underestimating them right yeah. because yep. it's like he says it when he's you know questioning he's like oh you're the fucking you mop up the piss well yeah. you don't fucking know anything yeah. get the hell out of my office go fuck yourself Have we reached a, a natural stopping point, or should we keep uh, giving Mr. Del Toro a long, succulent blowjob? <laughs> got to cup the balls at some point. You got to gotta cup the balls. <laughs> if you don't cup the balls, you're just not doing it right. <laughs> but no, like you said, I mean, it's a very high praise for him. Um, but he's a really good director, and, you know, he deserves it. Um, 
you know, I'll shit all over good directors if they make a bad movie. So absolutely. <laughs> and but that was <laughs> <funny>. Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> what? Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> Uh, and that's the thing, you know. Whenever this is held up to such high praise by the by the Academy, you expect it to be just an art piece, something that somebody or you know the rank and file, you know, people that just like to go watch movies. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't made for them most of the time. Most of those movies end up being something that's, you know, you, you need to very much be into what oh, the subject matter or something like that to enjoy it. I didn't feel that way at all in this. You know, I felt, you know, I, but of course I read a small article understanding what it was supposed to be, be about where Del Toro basically said he was the guy, or he was the kid that uh, watched the Black Lagoon and wanted, or, and always wondered, well, what if, it, or what if the creature fell in love with somebody? And well, he what, wanted to write that movie. And that was how I heard the setup. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> what he's always been really, really good at, because I think some of the concern with making, say, Hellboy into a movie, mm-hmm. is how are you going to get people to empathize with this main character? One, you cast Ron Perlman, because of course <laughs> you do. But it's it's a way, he has a way of taking that kind of subject matter and making you care about it and empathize with it. And I think this this movie, at least, was kind of the culmination of all of that. Fair. John? Now, I will say, I don't know that I would necessarily go back and watch it, though. Again? Again? Oh, I think I would. I gotta convince the missus to watch it with me. I think you should. I think Sam would like well, it. That was the thing. She was talking about, well, it's a monster movie. It's a it's a horror movie. I'm like, well, it's written in the horror horror genre. That's what he specializes in for the most part whenever it comes to it. So she was put off by the idea, but it, this is one that no, should be right No, I think she rally. should definitely watch it. I think it's uh, it's a Beauty and the Beast story. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I mean, I would movies. recommend it. I just, yeah, I don't know that I would go back and watch it again. See, I could sit down and watch any of his movies again, just because sometimes you're not even like, like, oh yeah, the movie's going on, but I'm just like watching like the cinematography or you know, just the shit in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. On follow up watch, you can pick up all of the other things we missed. Because there's so many subtleties. Just checking in the backgrounds, you can see some of the billboards and some of the posters on the walls, you know, that you couldn't read because they were going through it so fast. So those sorts of things that I was or I was trying to pick them up as I was watching the movie. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the great thing about his stuff is it's it's so rich. Yeah. Like key lime pie. That didn't look like good key lime pie. That looked, like, that looked like bad key lime pie. <laughs> Publix like, key lime pie, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> looked like it was made with that uh, green jello. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mm, no es bueno. Yes, well. But how many times have you watched Pacific Rim? Be honest. Uh, if I had to peg it, probably between five and seven. That's kind of what I was like looking at, too minimum for me (laughs) there was one point where i was watching it every other day just because i was in the monster movie type of feel and couldn't find a good mecha to mix with it Mm -hmm. i love my anime but you know at the end of the day giant robots smashing giant monsters in the face and then of course i always have to ask the question you know is this nuclear digital or analog what are your thoughts on the Netflix show? Uh, which one? Uh, they're doing a Pacific Rim Netflix show. This is the first I knew of it. Really? Yeah. They're doing a Pacific Rim Netflix mm-hmm. show. Okay, well, that's next on my list. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, and they said it's about, like, and, I mean, I, I'm not crazy about the premise. It's two kids find a Jaeger and have to pilot it to find their parents. I don't know if it's... Who is... Pre-movies, after movies. Well, here's the problem. Who's attached? I have no idea. And that's the... Uh, that's very gonna, early. Very, that, very early. That's really going to be the defining characteristic for me. You know. I mean, Del Toro is doing stuff with Netflix now, so you hope maybe there's some... Well, I mean, he did Troll Hunters, you know, which I would... My sister highly recommends. I've tried to watch it once, and I was in the mood for something else, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I think we ended up watching... I can't remember what we streamed at that point. Just binge. I think it ended up being like 
Luke Cage at that point, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. We switched back. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all in to see anything if it actually follows the storyline, gives you... I, I would love to see the first Jaegers. Love to see the first Jaegers and the battles that happened there. But all of the movies are going the other direction so far. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get a backstory with, you know, why they were shutting down the Jaeger program. They're saying that it wasn't effective, but they didn't have anything else. Well, they had the wall of life, yeah. Yeah, well, they were working on the wall. You don't shut down the previous one until the next one's set up. We talked about it in the Uprising episode. That first five minutes of the first Pacific Rim movie, you could have made that into like a trilogy. Yeah. And it would have been great. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I think that's the only problem I have is that I, I really don't like prequels. Fair, you know, I re- I just I don't. Um, but you know what the ending is going to be? Yeah, that's I mean, the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the reason I I forced myself to go watch one of the Terminators, knowing that I think it was Terminator Four. Oh, Jack! Yeah, why? I did. Which one was Genesis? That? That was the, no, 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 no. There's one in between there. Oh, the one with Christian Bale. Which yeah. one yeah, was that? Yeah, the one with Bale. That was the one. I Salvation. didn't see that one. Yeah, Salvation. Salvation. I went to watch it. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it'll be no. Yeah, I tapped out after three. I'm like, I I'm watched, good. I Thanks. watched Genesis. I don't know why. For some reason, yeah, I, it wasn't good. No. <laughs> no. 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 Well, it's just more reasons for Arnie to try and do something. Oh. And now um, they're just doing CGI Arnie. Hmm. What do you got on your movie list for upcoming, Jack? Uh, jeez. I mean, it's a very short list right now because I've just been play- paying attention to the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. mostly because it's the big event going on. I'm super excited about uh, Captain Marvel in particular. You know, now, is that February? Uh, that's March, I believe. Okay. So I think that one's March. Uh, you know, we were talking about possibly going seeing Aquaman. You know, just because. It's a, I mean, almost out of obligation at this point, isn't it? Well, and whenever you've got Jason Momoa running around looking the way he does on screen, sure, you know, whatever. <laughs> if I Or if I'm not going for myself in that situation. <laughs> so, but, and then, of course, Shazam. You know, just because of that. Those are the oh, ones yeah, that are about that. right there when quick on my out? list. How... How is Broly not quick on your list? It's because it's only one day, and it's going to be very difficult to make sure I have that space in my calendar. See, you guys don't have a two-year-old. You don't have a child, so we, you can't shake your head. Sure, I can. <laughs> it just make not carry any weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we do get to go see it together, we'll definitely yeah. come back and we'll we'll do this again. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I did, and I've been wanting to do this with you guys. Hopefully, it's not that terrible in editing for you. Uh, but you no, know, thank you, fine. thank no. you for letting me join on this. Well, of course, I'll, thank you for coming. Yeah, well, I mean, and pick another movie, and I'll see if I can fit it in the schedule. Oh, hey, it's always nice to have because usually it's just us like shrieking at each other and me talking about fan fiction for way too long. So. <laughs> Well, there, I felt like this was very focused on the actual movie. It and, was. And, uh, Once we got there. Yeah. <laughs> and mostly about the director because, it, to be fair, he can't watch this without just saying it. No, you can't. He you is. can't. It's He's so, and like we said earlier, he's it's, it's so him and everything that you love about what he does that it's impossible not to just sit here and sing his praises for the yeah. entire hour or however long we've been talking. I say, the, the one thing I, or I would uh, try and ask is, you know, in your guys' future podcast, recommend, not recommend, you know, set on fire, that sort of thing for a, or for a ranking so that I can not, or I can only waste the hour listening to you guys <laughs> instead of listening to, uh, or going and watching Maybe an extra 15 minutes of the actual movie, depending on how much you guys talk. I usually feel that our our conversations (laughs) make it pretty obvious (laughs) the way that we feel. Yeah, but but it's nice to have that uh, Erica approved, Bob approved, uh, both just avoid. (laughs) I love the the idea that someone could listen to us ranting and raving about... 
Pacific Rim Uprising for an hour and a half and be like, you know, I think they liked that movie. I think <laughs> See, I'm going to go watch that. I still like the idea just because it gives that <laughs> final. I mean, you sit there. And, that final you know, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it, they did it for years the, or with uh, Ebert and Roper and, you this know, Siskel true. and Ebert, this where they true. sat there and talked for 15, 30 minutes. They write this massive article and then at the very bottom, thumb down, you know. <laughs> It's like they're talking about how terrible it is, and you've read all the way to the bottom because that's where the actual ranking is. Okay, so get there. You might as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, they didn't like this. So I, I, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was being sarcastic. Well, I mean, really tell us the truth about how you feel about Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Well, we, we don't, don't you worry. That's going to be like a three-hour-long episode. And that's the thing. Are you guys going to... You're talking about watching it again, and I have to ask this. Are you watching the theatrical version? Are you watching We're the extended cut? We're watching the theatrical cut? version. You're, not, watching, you're watching the extended, extended cut? No. But the extended cut's supposed to make it all make more sense. One, there's no way. One, there's no does. chance. There's no chance that that is the case. I mean, it's only three and a half hours. Shut the fuck up, Jack. <laughs> here, here, uh, here, everything you need to know about my feelings on... Batman v Superman calling down justice is that for some reason they thought for Lex Luthor they should cast Jesse Eisenberg. But Bob, they were going for like a young like tech guy. He's with us. It's hip. It's cool. It's what the kids like. Yeah, he's more relatable to the younger crowd, right? Remember the editing in that movie? Oh my! How bad the uh, editing is, Jesus Bob. I'm Christ. so excited to talk about Why? it. Why? Why do we you. have to do it? Because I live to make your life hell. It's okay. I'll I'll just enjoy vicariously through the text. <laughs> it's like, oh, you should see this, and I'll get a picture of Erica. Uh, you know, taking a picture of Bob, and Bob's just completely glassed over. That should be the Twitter feed. Because you at Transformers 5, he's got the glasses down and he's got the bridge pinch going. And I'm just like, my heart swelled. It's wonderful. Wonderful. That's amazing. Stanley Tucci was fucking Merlin in that movie. (laughs) He totally was. Why was Merlin in the movie? Well, why wouldn't you have Merlin in the movie, Bob? I think if you're going to have anything tangentially related to King Arthur, you have to have Merlin in the movie. Of course. And who better to play Merlin than the Tooch? I ask you. We should do the core. (gasps) Well, we don't really do, like, the older movies, though. We should just watch the core. Because it's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) It's terrible and it's wonderful. I mean, besides watching... Uh, Batman v Superman Colin Dawn, or Dawn of Justice. I gotta get it right and I gotta rattle you it do, off. You do, yes. That's four, though. I'm it keeping is. track this time. Uh, <laughs> well, we thought that you you were keeping track of it. I think you had a golf counter. Oh, dude, I, whenever I listen to all of your guys' other casts, I'm, I'm sitting there like they're up to 40. Oh, we we <laughs> shoehorn it in there, baby. Oh, yeah. So... You know, and I'm sure that there, there's been several comments because uh, or on your other cast because I mentioned it. <laughs> so it was up to 13 one time, and I texted you guys. I'm like, really? How many times are you going to fit this in? I think once you did say that, I was like, I'm saying it in every yeah, cast I now. I figured as much. Going forward. But, but on the other side of it, so what are you guys looking at for your next movies? I mean, there's a list. There are movies coming out. I don't care about most of them Let's see. we do actually have a a google sheet i do have oh, a list good. with a list they're mostly movies that have come out in the last year that are terrible it is yeah. shit that has come out and say so sam and i have that you know like or we were before said child existed in our lives we had this list that we were just wandering through and every week we'd knock one out right now you know besides going out to the actual movies i've got queued up hotel artemis that's on the list because I, I i mean i just imagine it's the you know the er version of john uh wick. yeah john wick you know. john wick charlie day plays an arms dealer eric is here for it and so oh what else we got we got the meg okay uh skyscraper hotel artemis i have dunkirk on here for some reason i've i, I it's a very interesting movie it's quiet it's a christopher nolan movie 
Is A Quiet Place on there? I do not have that, a Quiet that's Place. That's one I want to watch, too. Uh, I have Bumblebee, because yes. <laughs> um, damn it. Heal John Cena, Bob. Heal Jonathan Cena. We're going. Uh, Aquaman is on here, mm-hmm. and then Annihilation, which we actually oh, have yeah. downstairs and we need to watch. I was going to say, Annihilation was on my list of things to watch, too. I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, these are all the movies I was going to watch. <laughs> and then I forgot, because, you know. Yeah, shit comes up. I got hooked into anime again. It happens. Yeah, well, I'm, like, neck deep in Mobile Suit Gundam right now. So Ooh, yeah. nice. Well, I realized that Hulu had Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which is the origin story around Shar Osnaval from the first series. Uh-oh. You know? And it's on or on Hulu, and it's only like eight hours of your life, and it is very. She'll have it done by tomorrow morning. That's fine. I have a fanfic to finish. Thank you. <laughs> I will be up till two in the morning reading that. All right, so get it right. Thank you. Can we, just, Thank you. Just thank you to finish this out. <laughs> oh, okay. Because we do need to to wrap it up. The Shape of Water. The shape uh, <laughs> no, actually, I'm going back to Uprising. <laughs> there was. There was a motherfucking Gundam in that movie. Yes. It was. Yes. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it was Japan. <sighs> God, that fucking movie. Yeah. Like, you did one thing right. It's not me, Herman. They're in my head. Kiss and it's all good. <laughs> Fuck you, Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> the Shape of Water. The Shape, the shape of Water. water. <laughs> do I take us out? I can never you take remember. Us out. You, you do the intros and the That's outros. right. That's right. Well, Jack, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for the extra little movie chat there at the end. (laughs) And we will uh, talk to you guys next time. Bye. See you. This has been a Puma Knife production.